0: Good morning, Mountain Park. I am so excited to share the day with you again. My name is Amberly Niece and I am excited to contribute to the sermon series, Lessons from Quarantine. When our kids were little, we uh, when they were too young to speak yet, uh, oh, those were the days. But when they were too young to speak, we taught them sign language. We thought that that would be a great way to empower them. So we taught them things like, thank you and i'm and I'm sorry and please and more, so thank you. this is I'm sorry, please is like this, although our kids never got that. They kept doing this like they were going to put themselves into some kind of um, heart failure. Uh, but the big one was more. they loved more. they would do this all the time, and the truth is, I think we all kind of struggle a little bit with the the more thing. When I was young, my sister and I uh, were taken to the local county fair um, with my mom, and she, we begged her to go on this particular ride, the little teacup-esque kind of things. They weren't really teacups, they were just little cups. But um, my mom was very leery about getting on them because they often bring about a great Uh, nausea Uh, but we begged her we beseeched her we pleaded and finally wore her down and we got on this ride and we spun around we kept pulling on the little wheel in the middle and my mom is getting greener as the as the ride continues and my sister and I are having a ball and when the ride is over we said mom we want more can we do it again we want more and she says um we are there's no more we are this is over but the interesting thing was as my mom exited the ride and the ride operator was being distracted by by a beautiful blonde in line um, and was not paying much attention and a, a switch got flipped and the ride started to move again slowly at first. But my sister and I were like, this is great. The problem was neither of us were were like seated at the time we were trying to exit the vehicle and so my legs started to move I mean like we were moving and all of a sudden I realized no no no, more is not at all what I wanted I asked for more but I didn't know what I was asking um for when I got it and I think all of us struggle a little bit with more itis that's what I mean there's not a scientific more itis but go with me on this so you're a kid and you think, oh, if I could just get out of this house, then I will be happy. And then you just get out of the house and you think, well, I, I, if I could just get a good paying job. And if I could just get a car, if I could just get a house, if I could just get a spouse, if I could just have kids, then I'd be happy. We we go in these successions of more. And the, and the truth is, I think more-itis is... Not only something that we struggle with today, but it's something that they struggled with in the Bible. When we unpack the story of Jacob, good old Jacob, uh, in the book of Genesis, in Genesis 25, we find Jacob wanting more. He is not satisfied with what he's been given, and so he tricks his brother out of his birthright. And he's not satisfied with that, and so he, he tricks his father into giving him his brother's blessing. Well, obviously, Moridus was not good for Jacob, and so he flee. He he decided to flee, and so we get to uh, Genesis 29, and Jacob goes to the land uh, of some of his family, and he meets Laban. Well, first he meets Rachel. Oh yes, he took one look at Rachel, and he was totally. I'm going to say in love just because that's the nice way of saying it, but he was wowed. She shows up. She's got sheep with her, which means she has money. So it was like a beautiful woman pulls up in a Maserati and he says, Yes, I want more. That's the one I want. He even moves a big stone for her, like a stone that probably three or four people would normally do. So it was like moving a piano to say, Wow, you and your Maserati, I want to run off into the sunset with you. And so, uh, so, we, so he sees her and he says, I want more. That's what I want. And so he meets Laban and Laban says, all right, because he also wants more. He definitely has some itis. And he says, all right, work for seven years, which by the way, uh, Jewish scholars will say that normally the bride price is like, you know, a good sum of money, 50 shekels of, of silver or there's some other things. But if, you, if it was about labor, it was about three and a half years worth of labor so essentially laban was saying i want more so three and a half which is the cultural norm was not enough he wanted more and so he asked for more and indeed jacob works for seven years and at the end of seven years laban does this switcheroo in the dark of night on the night uh, that they got married he switched the 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 brides he switched the older sister leah for rachel and so jacob then the next morning he's like whoa this is not at all what i had anticipated this is not it but laban wanted more no i want seven more years from you and jacob works seven more years because he wants more he he wants rachel and then leah leah wants more here she is you know wing dang diggle daggled in the middle of her father's schemes and this husband who does not have eyes for her has always had eyes for her sister and she wants more and she thinks oh, if i could if i could give this man children he will pay attention to me i will finally in fact all, her first three sons which is such a in jewish tradition to have sons is major three sons all of them have names that say now maybe my husband will pay attention she has moritis in a big way and then we have we have rachel rachel has moritis for sure after jacob um has worked for her she's she is uh thinking if i could just have a child then i'll be happy she had more itis she wasn't satisfied with the fact that she had a man who adored her and she was well taken care of she was in a beautiful place no no she wanted more she wanted a son and rachel and leah have this i don't even know this uh, Son of Palooza, where they're just child after child after child after child having this competition, even giving maid servant, servants to their husband because they want more. They want more, they want more, they want more. Moritis is what I'm calling it. And they did struggle. But here's the interesting thing when we look at these two women, their journey, although they're sisters and they're blood related, how they handle moritis looks different. So Rachel, when she finally has a child, his name is Joseph. Yes, the Joseph that musicals were written about, Joseph, right? When she finally has Joseph, she, she says wahoo in the new, new, new international version. But she gets to this. Let me, this is so huge. Genesis 30, 22. Then God remembered Rachel. He listened to her and enabled her to conceive. Verse 23 says, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. 24, she named him Joseph and said, may the Lord add to me another son. So she finally got what she really wanted, which she said, oh, if I could only have a son, then I'd be happy. If I could only, if I could only, if I could only have another son. I think that's the problem with moritis is it doesn't just stick. Once we get the thing, it doesn't dissipate. I think it actually... Grows in that. So how do we how do we deal with moritus? How do we handle moritis? Well, there are a couple of uh, things that we can do. The first thing is, we can, as the Apostle Paul said, we can learn to be content in all circumstances. Right? We can learn to be content in all circumstances, and this sounds like a total Sunday school answer, but to keep our eyes on Him would be huge. And that same that same man who wrote, "I've learned to be." content in all circumstances. And by the way, he learned to be content with things like shipwrecks and snake bites and a whole bunch of other stuff, imprisonment and beatings and stuff I don't wanna deal with, right? But he just kept going back to, Jesus, I want more of you. The it is, he struggled with looked a little bit different. And he has a prayer in Ephesians, the third chapter, uh, his prayer for the Ephesians, that third chapter ends starting with verse 14 this way. For this reason, I kneel before the Father being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. That is Moritas in its purest, most beautiful form. Verse 20 says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him, be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all, all generations forever and ever amen so let's get practical how do we combat our more-itis? and maybe i'm the only one if i could if we could just get through this quarantine if i if i could just get i i lost my job actually due to covid and i have said many a prayer if i could just get if i could just get a job that would take care of this thing if i could just be used to help people if i could just so how do we combat that what does that look like well in our house we have a tradition um my, well maybe my kids will probably tell you they're they're voluntold to participate in this but it's something that we do called an ebenezer the ebenezer with were were the old testament like altars that god would have people to, uh, set up to remind them of what he had done and the ebenezer in our house we actually have a couple of them for different reasons but the ebenezer that started in january 2020 was that we have rocks and we write with sharpie it's very scientific and spiritual but we write with sharpie something that god has done and then we keep a, a, a pile of these rocks to 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 remind ourselves what god has done why is that important well because when we're rooted and established in love, we remember to give him glory. And moritus starts to dissipate. The, the moritus that makes us discontent. The, the, the moritus that makes us um, dissatisfied. That begins to erode. And the satisfaction that comes from being rooted and established in love in Jesus Christ digs deep. So let me go back to the... Um, To the sign language for a second because i told you i want to leave you with something practical yes you can build an ebenezer in your house you're welcome to message me i would love to show you a couple of our ebenezers if you'd like to do something like that it's pretty much dollar store uh, stuff and dollar store is a gift from the lord jesus but it's pretty much dollar store stuff but it's very meaningful um, to our family so if you'd like to do that that's great but let me give you those same sign language things that we talked about we talked about thank you so take a moment each day and thank God for all that he's done. It's really easy to stick in moritis if we forget just how much we have clothing on our back, food in our mouths, a roof over our heads, a, a, a community of believers that we can grow alongside. Even though we can't necessarily meet together, we can still grow together. So we say, thank you, God, every day for what you do. And do it throughout the day if you need to, as many times as you need the, the reminder. And then I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry that I struggle with moritis. I'm sorry that ugh, I've allowed the hunger for you to become a, an insatiable hunger for other things. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for that. Uh, confess those sins, confess those places where you, you're putting other things before the Lord please, and I'm sorry, and thank you. But also we taught our kids more. I love the, even the sign language for it, more. I just think it, it looks exactly like what you think it is, more. This is bacon, by the way, which I also think is wonderful, but this is more. I digress. Yes, more, more bacon, right? But this is more. And when you ask the Lord, to be the more for you. That you do want to struggle with Moritis, but you want it to be about Him. You want Him to be your portion, Him to be your satisfaction. He will honor that. Mountain Park, I know you are a community of believers who want to love others well and to be a difference in your community. And one of the first steps to that is recognizing that we need to pray every day that God would use us more, that he would um, show us just how much his love doesn't change, but that he would show us every day how deep his love is and that we would then in turn love others more. God's richest blessings on your week.